Welcome to the Enlighten Up Podcast, where I am going to take you into a deep exploration of what it means to exist in this current reality. We are going to raise your vibes, open your mind, expand your heart, and dive deep into the wondrous mysteries and possibilities of this lifetime. There's been a spiritual catalyst that has set in motion the awakening process of many across the globe to return to the knowingness of self and unite what has been separated. Together, we're going to bring light into that darkness. We're going to remember the joy of living. But most of all, we're going to turn up the volume of our own eternal power and do the thing we're here to do. everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Enlighten Up. And as you can see, for those of you watching on YouTube or Spotify, I am doing a solo episode because I have been prompted for weeks to talk about this particular topic uh, that we're going to discuss today. I think it's highly relevant, highly important And it's all about the spiritual dogma that has infiltrated the ascension narrative. I have really come into my, let's call it my own awakening since 2016. And so over the last six years or so, I've watched um, and observed the evolution of, well, one, my own perception of what awakening is. It has definitely evolved, devolved, um, reconstructed, uh, transformed, all of that kind of stuff, as I'm sure it has with many of you on your own journey, depending on, you know, how long you've been really into this, uh, or perhaps you're like just speeding through your own awakening Uh, Because that's what can happen when uh, you start to awaken to other concepts, ideas, perceptions of the world that are starting to cause a lot of the illusions you thought were true to crumble before you. And so you need to grasp onto something which allows you to dive so deep into topics to fully understand what is going on with you. And there's so many things we can talk about. But the main thing I really want to focus on today is ascension, because there is so much information out there. And of course, as a caveat, before I go any further, I want to say that by no means do I have all the answers. Um, This is particularly This is absolutely my perspective, what I have learned, and I'm going to share also some of the messages I've been getting to help, I guess, broaden the view or see through some of the illusions that are being perpetuated through the spiritual community. And some of this may resonate with you. Some of it may not. Do not. As I always say in my readings, do not take anything on that does not resonate with you. It's not meant for you and it's not meant for, and it doesn't mean that I'm wrong and you're right or you're right and I'm wrong. It's not even about right or wrong. 
It's just about what's right in your understanding in a sense of timing, what fits well for your own understanding right now. And I think at the end of the day, when it comes to the truth, all of us pretty much have some grasp on what the truth is, but what we truly know is so minimal compared to what is out there for us to explore and understand. And this is why it's so important to leave a minimal amount of space. I say at the minimum, you should be leaving 5% of your awareness open to the possibility that whatever you believe to be true today may need to change somewhat at the very least tomorrow. And if you don't leave at least that 5%, What happens is you get stuck in your own tunnel vision, your own dogma that doesn't actually, that doesn't actually allow you to grow. So I've been, you know, privy to a lot of different narratives around Ascension. I've had a lot of different guests on my podcast who've expressed their version or their understanding of Ascension. Um, I've done so on my YouTube channel as well. And one of the things, though, that I have noticed is that it really does seem like more than I've noticed before, that spirituality is becoming a religion. And when I say that, it's not that other religions aren't great. I think there's something to be learned and There's something beautiful within every religion, including spirituality. But one of the things that really drew me to spirituality was that it seemed really open and um, there were no major boundaries that were holding you in place, like a construct that you had to agree to and stay within. Like it really was up to you to explore your own journey. At least that's how I perceived it. And so that's what always drew me to spirituality and away from Catholicism, which is how I grew up. And again, there was so I had so much resistance to being raised Catholic that I remember at the age of 14, I vowed to myself in grade eight when I was um, picking my confirmation name. I remember thinking, this is so stupid. (laughs) And I mean, this is not dogging on Catholicism or anyone who really respects the religion and they use it as their path. Um, that that's, this is no, uh, disrespect to you, but for me, it just didn't make any sense. And I just, I think for the reason being why I struggled with it was because it was pushed upon me. It wasn't my choice. And at the same time, I can also recognize it was my choice because as a soul, I chose to come into the family that my parents created. And I knew as a soul that they were Catholic and that I was going to be raised Catholic. So this was my choice um, from a higher perspective. So I could learn. But, you know, from my understanding as a human at 14 years old, I was like, this is not my choice. I don't like this. And so I vowed to myself, if I ever have kids, you know, I will never force a religion onto them. They'll be able to explore all religions. And if there's something that they're guided to, by all means, I will support them in any way they want to explore whatever it is that they feel guided to, which ultimately I think is in my my idea, the ideal thing. But again, I also understand 
why this is happening for a lot of us as we come in as souls to experience this in our life as children and growing up. And some of us really resonate with it and we continue on with it. And some of us are like, I don't want anything to do with that. So what I'm noticing though, when I think of religion, um, one of the, the cons of religion, because there's dark and light within everything, even spirituality, clearly, uh, is that there are aspects of religion that are used to control um, its followers, people who follow the religion, uh, believe in it. And I think that I'm starting to see, not I think, I know, I am starting to see very similar patterns occurring, especially through the Ascension narrative. So it's important to understand that, you know, Fear porn, fear in particular, is used to control someone's mind, okay? And when I say that, meaning if I continuously put out a lot of fear, fear-inducing information, then it's going to put you in a state where, one, it activates your reptilian brain, right? The 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 lower um, part of your brain, which is your survival mode. And it doesn't allow you to use the frontal cortex, which allows you to process things and think more clearly and, and, and actually think for yourself. And so when the reptilian brain is activated, um, you're more likely to make uh, rash decisions. You know, you're not going to think things through. You're going to, it's going to be knee jerk actions, reactions. And that is ultimately what, Anyone who's choosing or wishing to control a situation or control a person, and again, it can go down to the most, um, uh, you know, not non nefarious thing, uh, where a parent may say, um, I don't know, if you don't do this. Um, bad things are going to happen. Or, you know, like the whole Santa Claus narrative. If you are not a good person, I remember hearing, if you're not a good girl, you're going to get coal in your stocking and you're going to get no presents. And of course, you know, like, and I'm, and I'm trying to say these methods because it happens on all levels. It's not just at this high level that we think um, there are greater forces at play that are trying to control all of us, which, you know, in some respect there are. But at the end of the day, but the big lesson here that we've all come to understand or learn on our soul journey is to understand sovereignty and how important it is to consistently stay true to yourself and always be in control of your own choices for your own journey. You cannot control outside forces. You cannot control others to choose things that you believe they should and that is the whole system that we're kind of immersed in right now is and what we're is trying we're trying to break free of and i think this is one of the main reasons why we have experienced what we've experienced in such high volume and high tension over the last couple of years is to really recognize in our own personal life how are we choosing to control others or situations that are beyond our control, instead of just focusing on what we can choose for ourselves. And that's it. Like, let it let like, let it lay there, let it end there. And so one of the things and I'm, and I'm going to go through a whole list here, because 
I asked um, a bunch of you in my alchemy group uh, this morning uh, to li like list out all the things you've heard that seem to be, if you don't do this, this won't happen, right? Um, when it comes to ascension. And so I'm going to address a lot of things that um, those of you in my alchemy program have listed. And I'm thanking you so much for providing me with this because for me, I don't have access. Well, it's not that I don't have access. I don't access a lot of outside information. One, because I don't have too much time to do that. But two, also, I try to keep my own field as pure as possible in a sense that I'm not going to get too influenced by outside things so that when I am getting messages, I do know that they're coming from somewhere unique. It's not because I heard it from somewhere. You know, it's kind of like if you have a dream of something that was influenced by something you watched on TV the night before, um, you know that it was likely influenced by something that you watched on TV. So it's same thing can, can happen there. So one of the things that I want to say is fear, guilt, and shame are three things. And I want to say even blame. Okay. But fear, guilt, and shame are the top three that you want to stay aware of in any sort of messaging that you hear from anyone when it comes to learning more about your own spiritual journey, the narrative of ascension, what ascension is, what it means to ascend, who's going to ascend, who's not going to ascend, like all of that kind of stuff, right? Which I have to say, you know, being at this point in my journey and going through um, the last six years of listening to all this stuff, um, if there's one thing I could go back and tell my younger self in 2016 would be this message I'm giving you today. <laughs> okay. Because I definitely fell prey to some of this stuff. We're all human. We're all um, in some ways naive, but we're also, it's not just about naivety. It's also about not truly staying responsible to your own need for discernment through self. We put a lot of reliance on other people to guide us or tell us what we need to do or what this is. And that's okay, because in the beginning, that's pretty normal. When you think about kids going to school, you know, when they're going to kindergarten, grade one, like they rely heavily on their teachers, you know, and on staff to help guide them. But as you get older and you learn more, you have to learn to critically think for yourself. And it's a good thing when you can start to question your teacher, right? You, it doesn't mean that the teacher might be wrong, but you want to question things so you understand deeper to clarify, am I getting this right? Or maybe do you need to adjust something you just said? Okay. So one of the things that I've noticed with Ascension, I think the biggest thing overall is this idea of, you know, if you don't do this, you won't ascend. If you do that, you won't ascend. It's pretty much, you know, when we look at religion, we'll talk about like Christianity and Catholicism right now, this idea of heaven or hell. If you don't do this, you won't get into heaven. If you do that, you're going to hell. You're not going to heaven. And whenever anyone will tell you that if you don't do this, you're not going to ascend, that is a big red flag. That is something you really want to question. Now, I don't think that for the most part, people who are offering this information are coming from a malicious place or a bad place. I just think that some people are perhaps not as fully um, aware of what ascension actually is 
or they're still new in their own journey and they're figuring it out as they go, which again, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I really don't. Um, but coming from a place of really putting definitive constructs around what you need to do and what you should stay away from in order to ascend is to me, just a really big red flag. Now, even when I say it out loud, it sounds preposterous because what does it actually mean to ascend? What is ascension? Because for the most part, the way people talk about it is it sounds like you're going to like this greater place. It's basically heaven on earth, right? You're going to the new earth. And I think one of the things that I have really started to understand which again, took me my own journey of going into that narrative, thinking that was it, and then really reevaluating what that actually means is this idea of a new earth or 5D earth and ascending to 5D earth. It's not a place. Ascension is not taking you somewhere. It's not a place at all. It is a state of frequency that you are holding and you are resonating. And in fact, Many of you right now are already dipping in and out of 5D Earth, so to speak. It is a frequency that moves faster when it comes to you being able to manifest things with more ease. Um, Things just seem to come together a little easier. Uh, And that's because a lot of your limiting beliefs or um, limiting thoughts uh, are starting to disintegrate or evaporate or evolve into something that's uh, more supportive to your own journey. And so because of that, it's shifting your own frequency, right? Your beliefs will shift your frequency. And I have a podcast that I did almost, well, probably no, about a year ago with, um, I think it was almost a year ago with Kelly Thebo and she channeled the collective and I had her on because She's one of the channelers, the few channelers out there that I really respect because the information comes through very neutral. It's not about telling you this is right or this is wrong. Um, It's really kind of there to help you understand that whatever you choose, it's your choice. But your beliefs really do shape your frequencies. And so when you start to shift your belief around what is possible for yourself, you are actually able to hold higher frequencies. And when I say higher, again, the word is very misleading because we think in linear terms here. Uh, we're, we're programmed to think in linear terms. And so we instantly think, oh, higher means better. Higher is like a hierarchy, right? So it's not that. It's just a different frequency where other things can happen and other things are a lot easier. And, um, you know, it's it's... It's more of a state of being. Now, I want to say what I think is a misconception is that <laughs> there are a lot less challenges on 5D Earth or in a, when you ascend, there's going to be less obstacles or challenges. Like it's just going to be easier. And I don't, I, per, now this is my opinion. I want to state that this is my opinion. So um, take it for what you want, but I don't believe that's the case. You know, one of the things that I've heard several times is, is that, you know, life doesn't get easier, you just get stronger. 
And I think that's what happens with Ascension. Your life in 5D Earth doesn't necessarily get easier, but you definitely are stronger and you're more equipped with more tools to manage the energies and manage outcomes in different ways than you would have normally been able to do if you're still resonating in more heavily 3D energies, which again, are more bombarded with fear, um, ego issues. Now, I don't think that the ego isn't in 5D. I do believe that there's still an ego present in 5D. Um, There are so many different um, frequencies that we can explore. And to think that in one place, all your darkness disappears, I just don't think is realistic. If we look at our universe, I mean, look, when you look just even out to space, and from what we've been shown, at least from, you know, astronauts out in their spaceships, that when you look out into the galaxy from, say, a window in in um, a spaceship, it's pretty dark. It's dark everywhere, like everywhere. I mean, there's there's stars and there's um, debris and there's all that kind of stuff out there, other planets. But there is a lot of darkness. And I just think that it's so important to really understand that ascension is not about eradicating the darkness of your reality. It is not. Again, I will say this, it is about transmuting your relationship with the darkness. And again, I'm going to do a a whole video on that. Um, In fact, it may come out before this podcast even airs uh, because I'm recording it the day before. So remember that you know, one of the narratives, some of the narratives that we heard, or at least I did, and I actually, some of them I didn't even hear. I didn't hear them until people started dropping them in the comments of my videos last year. And I was like, what? People are saying that? Um, Some of them were, if you don't wear a mask, you won't ascend. If you get the vaccine, you won't ascend. So anyone who's gotten it is not able to ascend anymore. Um, If you don't eat a plant-based diet, your frequency, you're holding a low, you're going to be too dense and you won't ex- ascend. Um, you know, ascension may mean that your family and friends get left behind, which is just a horrible. Um, so, okay. And those are just some examples. Uh, I'm sure like there's a flip side put there too. Like you can flip them on any polarity you want. It's It doesn't matter. It's the same energy, just using different ideas. Where have you heard this manipulation before? Chances are, if you are leaning more towards spirituality, at some point, not always, but you may have been in a religion that didn't resonate with you, possibly because there was a lot of fear, just didn't feel right, it felt manipulative, it felt controlling. And again, I'm not saying all aspects of it are, but there are elements to that in, re- in all religions. And we're now seeing it in spirituality too. I mean, it has kind of been there in spirituality for a while, but I just feel like it's really rearing its head right now. So think about this. Is this just another narrative of if you don't do this, you don't get to go to heaven, Right. Really think about that because that's gonna that's gonna be something that will truly be one of your um, lodestones in how you are guided towards where you need to go and help you discern. 
Okay, what is truth and what isn't? Because anything that needs to use fear to convince you of something or to control your choices is straight up manipulation. And manipulation is the antithesis of free will. And so if you live in a free will universe and your superpower is free will, anything that tries to absorb it away from you, okay, is not probably in your best interest. Okay, so no matter what you hear, whether it falls in alignment with your viewpoints, your perspectives, your ideals, it doesn't matter. Whatever angle it's coming from, whether it's alignment or it's not an alignment, check the energy of the delivery behind the message. Is there fear behind this? Is there guilt behind this? Is there shame behind this? Whether it's shaming you, shaming someone else, making you feel guilty, making someone else feel guilty, you know, whatever that is, be aware of that. Because again, I will say this, the levels of consciousness, okay, that were um, really derived through the book Power Versus Force, Okay, those le- those levels of consciousness I've been studying since I was 21. I-, I thought it was one of the best books my naturopath could have ever given to me. It's very heady. The the information is extremely over. You can go over. It's very hard to read. However, the levels of consciousness super easy to grasp. And shame and guilt are the lowest frequencies on the levels of consciousness, and they sit just above death. Stay away from fear, shame, and guilt. Fear is actually at 100. Guilt is at 30. Shame is at 20. Death is zero. Okay, so um, really monitor those frequencies and any information that you're taking in. So one of the other things is um, that's, you know, one of the, uh, my alchemists uh, uh, dropped in the, the discord today was this idea of only wanting high vibes and repressing um, pr- repressing one's own duality. And I see this a lot too. And, you know, this idea, you know, if you want to ascend, you need to stay in a really high vibe. Uh, you need to cut away all toxic people. And sure, you know, I think it's important that you recognize why you allow toxic people into your life or people I should say who exhibit a lot more toxic traits than healthy traits um, because it's a reflection of you. So what you're willing to stand for, okay, is really going to dictate what you're going to create in your future. So if you're not going to stand for toxic behavior in your life, um, then good. That's part of your healing. But that doesn't mean that you just cut all people out of your life who exhibit any toxicity, because let's face it, we all have some levels of toxicity still in us, no matter how hard we try we're human, we have a subconscious that has been patterned since day one with so many like um, toxic traits that, you know, were gifted to us through our parents, through immediate experiences in this world for the first seven years of our life. We're all going to exhibit it at some point. I think 
It's important to always offer grace, okay, to anyone. However, if someone continuously keeps imposing and pushing stuff on you that is not healthy, then yeah, you have to set healthy boundaries. And if someone's disrespecting them, then you make your call. But you can't avoid duality. And it's this idea of um, this light versus dark concept. And um, that's another thing that we hear in the spiritual community is um, the light is going to win. The dark is going to lose. And I get it. I get from a perspective of wanting to really do what's best for the world, do what's best for humanity to come in with more hope and brighter future concepts, uh, healing. I get all that. I think that's so important. However, the idea of it being this or that, light or dark, um, winner or loser, doesn't, doesn't really jive with the spiritual journey once you start to understand that all things have their place in this world and in this reality and beyond this reality. Um, darkness is a very necessary uh, part of our reality. The construct of darkness allows us to experience contrast when there's light. Without darkness, we can't have contrast to our light, which means we don't actually get to learn what we need to from the darkness. The darkness can be an incredible teacher for all of us. And if you avoid going into the dark, if you avoid facing the darkness, whatever it may be, then you're not really allowing yourself the full breadth of experience within the journey that you came here to have. And you're actually spiritually bypassing a lot of things. I guess I want to say here, because I, I am going to talk about it, um, but this is why it's so important to transmute your relationship with the darkness, not transmute the darkness into light. Because the darkness is always going to be there. And so is the light. What creates the problem from our perspective as a human is our relationship with the darkness. So when you are in resistance to something, you are creating an energy field or force that is now in battle. And you're fighting something that truly, <laughs> truly has a place here. You don't want it to because for whatever reason your perception is, it shouldn't be there. But in reality, it has a place. And anything that we resist will persist. So it is like an energy vacuum that will suck your life force out of you faster than anything else. And when you understand that it's not about changing the light into dark, it's about changing your relationship. When you're no longer in resistance to something, you are in a state of flow. And I talked about this on our alchemy, um, on our alchemy call last week. And I created a meditation for you guys on the state of peace, which is also a state of neutrality. Um, you know, uh, it's one of the states of neutrality, I believe. I don't just believe there's one, but it's one of the higher states of neutrality uh, that allows you to be the witness and to observe everything that's going on around you from a place that 
can truly understand on a deeper level, learn what you need to learn. All right. And take in everything as it was equal through equanimity, through equanimity. This is one of the lessons I learned through my meditation back when I was 31. And I did that 10 day silence meditation retreat. They teach you a technique when you're meditating to scan your body for anyone who's done Vipassana before you know this to scan your body with equanimity. So to be equanimous in your observation of the sensations in your body, whether they're pleasurable or they're painful. And so when we think about pain and pleasure, um, which there's a very fine line between, uh, pain and pleasure are, again, two polarities. But if you were to sit in the space of the void between the polarities, you would not give one more attention than the other. And so I had to learn that even though my pain would truly want to distract me much more than anything pleasurable would, um, I had to not give it my attention more than I would give anywhere else in my body attention. And this is one of the big lessons that we learn. It's part of our journey when we're moving through different phases of our own internal enlightenment, right? What we're starting to see as um, a greater perspective or a greater view, a deeper understanding. And to have an equanimous viewpoint on light and dark can most certainly help you remove resistance in your life, okay, in your own perceptions, in your own beliefs, which when you do that, remember, if you remove that resistance from your own beliefs, now you're starting to shift your own frequency, which is allowing you to get to a state that allows you to actually access different higher, and again, I use the term um, higher loosely, higher frequencies that actually can allow you to move in and out of um, ma uh, manifestation really easily. So it's not about dismissing the darkness and believing that all you need to be is light. When you are becoming the light here on this planet, become a light. It is about you becoming the highest version of yourself, the great unleashing your greatest potential on this planet while still knowing there is darkness within you. But the darkness doesn't control you because you are no longer in resistance to it. That is the key because if you are resistance to the darkness, my loves, you are controlled by your own darkness. The darkness has control over you. Anything that you are in resistance to has control over you. And that is really important to understand. So remember that when it comes to this idea of ascension, there is not one path to get there. And again, what is ascension? Ask yourself that. What does ascension mean to you? Because truly all it is is about move, being able to access other frequencies that you haven't been able to yet access so easily. And when you do, you'll be able to, let's just say, manipulate your reality with more strength and more tools and it's not that it's going to be, you're not going to have challenges. You're just going to be able to overcome those challenges 
in much different ways uh, that could be a lot more powerful to you if you understand how to use energy and understand the concept of your beliefs and frequencies. So one of the people also talked about this idea of creation and destruction and how, you know, we're like, oh, there's so much being destroyed on this planet. Um, We need to create. (laughs) And it's like, yeah, but creation and destruction are part of the universe, you know, in a sense of there are things that are and I get it. There's like nothing is destroyed. Energy can't be destroyed. It can only be, you know, changed. And, and I and I get all that. But when we think about, for instance, we can create a system and then we can destroy that system and then create a new system, you know, like because it wasn't working the way that it was maybe thought to work or maybe the intentions behind it are not now in alignment with, with the intentions of the consciousness of humanity today. And so the systems have to evolve and change. And so we're constantly needing to create and destroy. When we think of forest fires, they are essential. And what they do is a lot of times when things get destroyed, like for instance, even our own bodies, when we die, our bodies decay, they are destroyed through decay, and they bring back a lot of fertility back to the earth, right? Fertility comes through some of the biggest destructions, natural destructions that we can see on our earth. So it's important to not avoid one aspect of the journey, thinking that you're going to ascend by simply being high vibe and making sure that all the people around you are high vibe and that your world is only high vibe, because I'm sorry to tell you, this is just not real life. It isn't. And it's when I say real life, I don't mean just in this reality. I mean, in multitude of realities, you are going to come up against challenges all the time. Um, And actually, I do want to say this. Your mission is not to avoid the toxicity here. It's not to avoid the false matrix. It's not to avoid the money system. It's not to avoid, you know, whatever it is that you think you're here to avoid. You're actually meant to dive so deep into it, okay, and implode it from the inside. You're meant to be the change, but you can't be the change from the outside. You have to go into it. When we think about, even when I'm talking about religion, from some of the things that I remember from the Bible with Jesus, is that it was often talked about how Jesus would sit with those whose society had considered lepers of society. Okay. And he would give them his time. And we, I think when we become a little too caught up in our own spiritual ego, we sometimes forget that if we're creating um, this, or I should say, if we're unleashing more of our own light and bringing in a lot more of our own healing. Okay. So that we're not in resistance to our own darkness then we can help others show them how to not be in resistance to their own darkness and be brave enough to heal their wounds and face that. And we can't do that if we're not willing to associate ourselves with those people or have friendships with those people or cut family members off. And again, there's obviously extremes to everything. And there's just some people you just can't have relationships with. And I totally get that. But I'm just kind of talking more from a general perspective. 
So the other thing that another thing that was brought up in the alchemy discord um, was the event like, you know, there's going to be some big solar event, um, some the big flash that's going to come across the planet, you know, uh, and again, I think the sun plays a very integral part to our journey. There's a lot of solar flares that are happening and we know that the solar flares affect us down here, they affect our own energy, they affect the planet's energy, they affect technology, technology goes a little wonky when there are big solar flares that come off the sun. But um, this idea that there's going to be a savior through an event, which is light, okay, coming and blasting this planet, I think is a little, um, I think it's a little destructive in nature to one's own ability to become their own savior. So you are here to become your own hero. It's not about waiting for some hero to arrive in your life. It is about you becoming the hero of your own life. And when these narratives get pushed around and people are waiting, waiting for something, and this is another thing that I just wish for so much, but I guess it's part of the plan. I guess it's part of the plan. So I'm not going to be in resistance to it. But is this idea of waiting for the right time or waiting for something to get better or, or you know, just something else is going to happen. So, you know, in your waiting, you don't do anything and it placates people and it puts them into a state of apathy, whether they realize it or not. And it's so important to understand that you know, whether there is going to be some flash of light here or not, okay, I don't know if there is or not, but I don't think truly that it's going to fix the problem or transform um, this world into something that, again, becomes much more like a heaven on earth. Um, I don't think people are just going to instantly wake up. The waking up process is a very individual journey. And the waking up process cannot be initiated by anything outside of you unless you've given it um, a contract to do so before coming in here. But truly, one of the, I think, the most beneficial ways to learn is through your own experience and discovery with the valleys and the peaks of this entire experience. So believing that some light is going to come in and just cause this once in a lifetime kind of experience where it's all going to be fixed in one blast. And whether that happens over a few days, a few weeks, a few months, I think it's really unrealistic. Um, one of the alchemists um, talked about believing that it's going to be hundreds of years before that happens, if it does happen. And, and I would tend to agree with him that I think that this is only the beginning of a very um, long process. And I say long from the perspective of our human perspective. Um, when we look at the cycles of time, I don't necessarily think it's that long. But um, of course, you know, it's important to, you know, remember that everything is cycles. And again, you cannot have the peaks without the valleys. So let's get into ascension symptoms because there's this one really makes my eyes roll when I see it um, a lot. And again, it's not to discredit or discount it. I do believe it exists. I do believe there are what we can call ascension symptoms to some degree. But when you start 
making everything an ascension symptom, like why you're tired is an ascension symptom, why you have a cold or why you have ringing in the ears or why you have the flu or why you have, I I don't know, a headache. Like it just seems like there's so many different things that, you know, ascension covers this is one of the people said all symptoms, all ailments. And I couldn't agree more. And so like my perspective um, on this that I've come to notice just through how I observe people's reactions to it and how they use it to placate themselves from perhaps making a choice or a decision that their body is trying to instruct them to do, but they don't is that. When we enter into this world of discovery, when it comes to energies and other realms and realities and dimensions and frequencies and all of the beautiful stuff that this is, is that we get so caught up in it that we forget about the physical aspect. And you are here in a physical body for a reason. And it's important to take care of your body. Sometimes the ailments that some people will right off as an ascension symptom are actually something they need to get looked at by a doctor. And because there's such a um, disruptive relationship with Western medicine uh, in our community, which rightfully so, I, I don't blame that by any means. I myself have had for many years, decades even, Um, a very, I want to say, distorted relationship with Western medicine um, is that, you know, it's there for a reason. It does play a role. Now, it may not play the most important role in some of our lives, you know, in the way that it may do in others, um, but it does play a role and it does serve a purpose. And there are some things that are important for us to get checked out when we are experiencing some of these symptoms, if they are prevalent um, or they are they if they are prevalent and they keep occurring, I would say it's time to stop using the ascension symptom um, narrative and maybe get it checked out because we have a responsibility to our own vessel, okay, to our own mission whatever that is for you in this lifetime, whatever um, contracts and lessons you came in here to fulfill, goals you came in here to achieve. And if you don't take care of your body and listen to the messages that your body is trying to communicate with, and again, your body is one of your greatest communicators, your DNA, your DNA skin suit is one of your greatest technologies. Take care of it. Take care of it always whatever it is that your diet, whatever feels right. And again, when it comes to diet, whatever feels right for you, okay, whatever gives you the greatest health, do it, get your rest, exercise, move, breathe deeply, you know, get out into nature. Just take care of yourself. If you need to get checked out by a doctor, whether it's a naturopath or an actual regular doctor that maybe runs different testing, it's important to do so. Um, It doesn't mean that you have to run out all the time, but it's important to remember that if you're not listening to your body and writing everything off as ascension symptoms, you're really doing a disservice to your vessel that you require to not only just live the life here, 
but your DNA here is like, oh, it's, it's like platinum. Okay. It is platinum. You, you, it is highly coveted, highly coveted. Do not treat your body and your DNA. Like it is, I don't know, some throwaway skin suit. Like, oh, I'm a human. Like, no, you're a fucking human. Like, work it. This is like your time to make some serious revelations and use your own technology in ways you don't even know is possible yet. Okay, there are things that we can do with this DNA skin suit that so many other beings can't do. So take care of yourself so that you can discover what that is. Um, so I think it's important to know that the downside of the Ascension symptom narrative, and again, it's not that I don't think Ascension symptoms don't exist. I do. I do believe they do are, they are, they do exist, <laughs> but you can't make that the reason for everything. Um, okay. Another thing that came up was needing to access a new timeline. How do I get there? And the events that have been spoken about, like September is going to push us into a new timeline. And I'm so glad that someone dropped this into the discord today, because I actually didn't realize until a couple days ago that there was a narrative going around that this September, big things are happening. And there was an actual date. And then the date got pushed back like four more days or some stupid shit like that. And um, yeah, guys, get off anyone else's timeline on when you think shit's going to happen and go down here. Just get off it. Do yourself a favor. Be on your own timeline. Okay. And um, don't worry about like how you think there's going to be some event. Again, we go back to this idea that there's going to be some event that's going to shift everything. You are the event that's going to shift things. Be the event in your own reality, be the event in your own world, and that will start to ripple out into the worlds around you. Um, accessing a new timeline, how do I get there? Again, timelines are in constant existence. There, 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 there are just there are certain ones that are uh, having higher potential than others, but they're in existence already. And it's just a matter of you shifting frequencies to um, operate on another timeline. Uh, and that comes through your own choices that you make in this particular one. So you've got to start making choices that reflect that other timeline in order to start living in it, experiencing it right now. And if you're not making those choices already, you're not setting yourself up to access it. Now it's, again... It's not even necessarily a place, okay? It's that you're now in a different frequency that allows for certain things to interact with you more frequently and other things to interact with you less frequently. So, or some things altogether you won't have to experience and some things are totally new that you get to experience. But, you know, timelines you can experience a couple of timelines at the same time. You know, you can be kind of dipping in and out of other timelines or have both feet in, in two different timelines, so to speak, just from a human linear perspective of when we how we look at things. Um, again, it's like you can, when we talk about moving through like a portal of energy into another timeline, it's basically you know, part of you still exists here and part of you still exists there. 
It's just, where's your consciousness choosing to engage? And this is why when we talk about um, going back to ascension and this idea that I'm going to leave all my family and friends behind, or um, how do I, how do I force them to wake up so that I don't lose them, you know, or that they don't get left behind to some dire, dire world that, you know, is just comploding on itself. And it's going to be, I don't know, destroyed and God knows what doom and gloom else um, is out there. Your family also exists on multiple timelines. And you're just going to interact with your same family and friends um, in different ways on other timelines um, for the most part. You know, um, some of you may see less of them on another timeline. You may see more of them. You may see different character traits of them. You may see a completely shifted version of them. Um, you know, like it truly just depends. No one's getting left behind People are choosing to experience what they need to, to experience from whatever contracts they have chosen for themselves. And again, this comes back to control. It always comes back to control, especially this is what fear. This is why fear, you just want to stay away from it. Anything that tries to exert its own energy to control or manipulate someone else's experience or choices is a form of control. And so if you believe in your heart that you know what's best for your friend or for your family member or your boyfriend or your girlfriend, your wife, your husband, your uncle, whoever it might be, and you're trying to push like this awakening on them so that they can ascend, you're missing the whole point. You're, you're, you're missing the whole point and you're completely distracted from your own journey, which is should be your highest focus. Um, everything else falls into place. Just keep focusing on you. And don't worry about what other people are choosing. It has no effect on your reality. Okay? Like, the more you focus on your choices, the more free will energy you get to uh, put into creating the reality that you want. And again, if you are shifting your beliefs and you are not in resistance to something, you can shift your whole experience of the reality so that whatever anyone else is choosing has no effect on you. You have to believe that. Well, I shouldn't say that. You don't have to believe that. <laughs> um, let's just say that that belief is there for you to choose if you wish. Um, okay. Uh, let me see here. Oh, involvement in the false matrix will prevent ascension. Okay. I love this one because I see that a lot. I see it. Like, and there's so many aspects of it. Like, you know, if you keep using money, um, you know, you're, um, interacting with the false matrix. So you're only perpetuating it. Uh, if you accumulate certain physical things like uh, material things, you're, um, you're perpetuating the false matrix. Um, now it's important to understand that, you know, it's, you do want to focus on your healing and your, um, your own development of understanding who you are, personal development, getting to know yourself deeper, whatever that was consists of for you. Um, you definitely want to engage in that, but you also need to engage in this world. You came here to engage in this system. Now, there are certain things that you can do so that you're not 
playing by the rules, so to speak. And if you're in a position where you know how to create your own frequencies to do that without any disruption, good on you. I know I've done it in certain ways in my life and um, it's been fantastic. However, I know that I'm still part of the system, not because I'm stuck here, because I chose to be part of the system. I chose to come in here and again, move in and experience what I needed to experience through this false matrix. Okay, so that I could come to my own awakening, my own understanding, discover more about myself, discover more of my own powers through what I initially had to do was give a lot of my power away. Now, when you have all that power, you're in a position to actually, like we say, implode the matrix or implode the system from within so a new system can be created. And it takes time to do that, so to speak. It doesn't happen overnight. And you've got to have the endurance and the willpower to show up every day and be that change or, you know, have that courage to use your power in a way that um, is offering change. And again, it's not so much that it's not so much that you're trying to change the outer experience the outer experience automatically changes when you change your own internal um experience so all you have to really focus on is breaking down the false matrix within you that's it and instantly you'll start to experience a completely different matrix around you and you'll start to see things happening in little ways and maybe in some ways some big ways so it's important to understand that you it's not about um it's not about disengaging from everything you know money is money is just money it's paper it's it's a currency that we use here it's it's just a currency your energy is a currency okay um there are other currencies from what we've heard you know for those of you who've listened to this podcast and probably other podcasts we've had people on who've um, experienced uh, galactic things. Okay. Um, there is trade and other currency um, being used. So eh, listen, it's just a currency. That's it. Whatever resistance you have to it. Again, I go back to resistance. If you're resistant to it, it has some form of control on you, some kind of hold on you. And you may want to look at what that resistance is Because if you're no longer in resistance to it and you don't really see it as anything other than a neutral form of currency that can be used for good or it can be used for bad, you know, then um, you're going to struggle with it. And that's part of your lesson here. That's all. That's part of your lesson. And a lot of us have come into the spiritual, anyone who's in the spiritual or religious kind of um, journeys here uh, where they're more of the forefront That money is actually a really big part of our journey of understanding our own value and and our own worth and and really clearing out a lot of the um, poverty mindset that has been programmed into religion and spirituality, Um, the martyr complex, you know, so we've come in here to clear a lot of that out. The other one that I got was um, don't get distracted with life, but live a human life. Um, And I think this is like a confusing message that I think is being put out there because even I'm confused um, reading it. I'm not sure if I've got this correctly from someone, but um, it's like, 
your life here, again, this kind of, I think I've already answered this one. You want to engage in your life here to your fullest capacity that you can. And there are moments where you can take time through your own meditation. And even when you're sleeping and in the dream world, you're going into other places, other dimensions, other realities. Um, but you're here in this life for however long you chose to come down here or choose to stay here to learn things and experience things here through a multitude of different avenues and paths. And it's important to not get so distracted with this idea of being human sucks because being human actually can be really powerful. But I think one of the messages that we do get in the spiritual community is that, oh man, this human journey is so hard. And again, it, there, it, it, is, it is difficult, okay? But it's also a blessing. There are so many amazing things here. And if you get too stuck on you know, a lot of the challenges and the obstacles, you're not giving yourself an opportunity to have the perspective that sees a lot of the treasure, right? A lot of the opportunities. So it's important to, to see that. Now, I think I've covered everything that at least was given to me to talk about for this podcast. And I think I think I've done an okay job of kind of covering a good majority of it. Um you know, drop comments in the video below uh, if you can, and let me know what else you've heard or what you think has been kind of spiritual dogma or propaganda kind of put out in the spiritual community to, in many ways, um, distract people from the ultimate essence of what the journey actually means. And um, again, I will say there's nothing actually wrong with that either. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, I've been through it and I needed to go through it because it helped me sharpen my discernment tools. It helped me start to listen to my own critical thinking. It helped me start to question things more. It's, you know, like, and that's all good. And that's all good. So again, it has its place. I'm not in resistance to it, but I am putting this information out there for anyone who's ready to hear it um, and wants to hear it and um, may be useful to you in some capacity. So just remember that um, the important things you need to look at when it comes to this whole idea of ascension or anything really in that matter is check out for fear frequencies, guilt frequencies, and shame frequencies. Those are the things that you really want to stay alert to that will help you discern things with a lot more ease. They'll become really excellent tools in your toolbox when it comes to you being able to navigate where you want to grab your information from, or maybe where you want to stop getting information from or take a break from whatever it might be. Uh, it's really important to do that. And, you know, your intuition is, is just as important, but you know, your intuition, uh, if it's being perpetuated with someone else's intuition all the time and you're not using it to your own advantage to really tune in and see does this feel right does this not why doesn't it feel right okay if it doesn't feel right it doesn't necessarily mean that whatever you're hearing is wrong but you need to kind of go in there okay why is this off for me what what don't I like about this is this challenging a belief for me 
Is this challenging a belief that I know is good for me? Or is this challenging a belief that perhaps maybe I need to relook at? And maybe I need to go in there and see maybe it needs a little adjustment or maybe it's not as supportive as I thought. You know, really kind of go in there because everything that you hear that doesn't resonate doesn't necessarily mean it's right or wrong. Okay, you've got to check in with what the re- what the root of that resonance is or non-resonance is. And that's all part of our own ability to trust our own intuition and listen to our gut, follow our heart, but also use our logical mind, okay, when navigating anything in life. So I hope that this podcast episode was good for you guys. I really am glad that I was able to to put this one out. And of course, um, you know, I appreciate your support so much, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in every week. If you would like to um, share your support, uh, leaving me a review on Apple or Spotify always really helps or sharing these episodes with people that you feel will benefit from it. I always appreciate that so much. And um, next week, I will have Mary Ducina on for the full moon in Aries. Uh, We are getting so close to eclipse season. The energies are getting super, super intense with that Saturn Uranus square almost coming exact in just a few days Um, over the first through the 10th of October. It will be coming exact, which is I am seeing it everywhere, creating so many challenges for everyone. It's just so challenging. Like people are just like, I am done with this. I'm so tired of this. But just know that that energy is there to kind of, I don't want to say force you, but to be a catalyst to make certain changes that your soul is really trying to guide you to do. And it's always the stuff we're uncomfortable doing. It's always the stuff that isn't easy. Okay, so we're all kind of being forced to look at the stuff that we hopefully thought we could get away with kind of shoving under the rug and we're not able to shove it under the rug. It's almost like the universe is ripping the rug away and it's like, look at your mess. It's time to clean it up. So that's kind of what's kind of going on right now, which is always good because it is for our highest good. And then um, after that, I'll also be having um, a guy on to talk about the anchored human. And I am so excited. I I recorded this podcast back in July and the whole audio, everything got screwed up. So we're going to be recording that again and having that out. And it's such a good show. Um, The topics you guys are going to love. It goes really deep. And um, I'm just super excited to bring that one to my uh, podcast for you guys. All right. So have a wonderful evening. I love you so much. And just focus on you. Focus on your own journey, focus on whatever is good for you, whatever beliefs work for you, whatever choices work for you, just focus on you, live your best life. And don't think that living your best life doesn't mean you're in the gutter sometimes, okay? It's okay to be in the gutter. The gutter is there to teach you how much the gutter sucks (laughs) sometimes, which allows you to have that contrast so that you can enjoy the peaks of your experience. All right, guys, I love you so much. Thanks again for joining me for another show on the Enlighten Up podcast. I love you guys so much for all of your continued support. So remember to raise your vibe, find your tribe and be open to the infinite possibilities held in the mysteries that surround us all. 
Thanks again for sharing the show with your family and friends. And if you're new to the show and you need to find out more information about me, please head on over to my website, NicoleFrolic.com, where you can join my newsletter. And please follow me on Instagram, Telegram, and YouTube. Keep your light bright and I'll see you next week.